0: Recording. Me too. That should be one of those old books, shouldn't it? Like the, the old jokes you used to get. You know? I can't remember any of them now. You used to get the. used used to be like a whole line of jokes, didn't there? Yeah? Yeah, there'd be some. Somebody. It'd be like a book title and then it'd be an author's name and it'd be initials and something. So you'd have like, I don't know. You, you know. Yeah. I don't know, tape recorders I have known by IR Recording or something like that, you know. I don't know. There was a whole thing of them. Um, they were like this, they were like a thing. It was like, you know, knock-knock jokes. Yes. You're familiar with knock-knock yeah, jokes. Yes. Well, you must know about book <clears throat> jokes then. Book jokes. Author jokes, book, book title author jokes. I'm going to look some up.
1: Okay.
0: Well, maybe not now, but no. I will look some up. Okay. I'll put some in the show notes. Do it. Because it's a thing. Okay. It's a real thing. All right, I just all right, genuinely okay. can't think of a single freaking one right now. <laughs> which is very upsetting me. Have another biscuit. I will. Can I have one of those ones? I like those pink ones. Yeah. I mean, I would take mm. one of those ones. You know, the, cho- the round chocolate ones mm. with the hole in the middle? Yeah, they're good. Because they've got the really thick chocolate around them. And I like those. Mm. But because I don't because they're mostly chocolate. Because they're mostly chocolate, and you don't get tr- over, overly troubled by too much biscuit. Yeah. You know, getting in the way of your chocolate. But on the other hand, I don't want to be automatically nicking all of those, so I might have one of the pink wafery ones instead because mm. they're an old favourite. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I never quite worked out what they were supposed to be, but
1: oh.
0: apart from pink wafery things, I
1: think mostly pink wafery things. Yeah, they'll do. Yeah.
0: Oh, excuse me. Oh, I've got the yawns. That's going to rustle. Let's pretend it's leaves. We'll pretend it's leaves around the virtual campfire. Uh Because you'd get the noise of rustling leaves, wouldn't you? You would. You'd get like the egg Yeah. And things. Doing rustly
1: leaves. Shuffling about. Yeah. Rustling. You would. Rustle the hedgehog. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. You've just named another one now, haven't you? I'm sorry, but they keep... Being more hegogs. Of course they do. So, you know, we
0: need to do it. Also squirrels.
1: Squirrels and hegogs.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got like the hagogs guard the virtual campfire, don't they? They do, they yes. They guard the clearing. They do. Make sure everything's in order. They're kind of they're kind of warden guards. Pikes built in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Well obviously they're kind of mostly ground level. And the squirrels are our aerial troops. Not troops, they're not troops, they're just helpers. Tower tower guard. They're making sure things are as they should be. Of course. Letting us know if there's any disruptions, any potential
1: issues we should be aware of. Like running out of biscuits. Worm sign, that sort of thing. If we see worm sign in the virtual clearing... (laughs) I know I'm in the wrong book. But when did you last see
0: Wormsign in the virtual clearing? There's too many trees you carve. Wormsign in the virtual clearing. You've never
1: seen Wormsign
0: in the virtual clearing. I have never
1: wanted to see Wormsign in
0: the virtual clearing. I would submit that that just goes to show how damn good the squirrels are. Okay. See? I accept your point. Thank you. All right. Where were we? Um... I was, I don't know, hang on, let me just work wind back, squirrels, egogs, worm sign, um, harvesters, carryalls, no, I might be going a bit off track there, um, Maybe a little. Um, um, biscuits, 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 uh, cookies, cookies for our American friends, and then, yes, what are we doing? Frithcast. Frithcast, that's right, that's what we were doing. FrithCast. Welcome to FrithCast. Do you want to do the welcome to FrithCast? Hello, lovely listeners.
1: Hello. Welcome to the virtual campfire in the virtual clearing. It's very virtual. It is. Well, it kind of has to be because it goes all the way around the world. So, you know, it's the virtualist campfire you've ever seen. It is. Welcome to the virtual campfire. Pull up a log, warm your knees, kettles on, get a drink of choice. Grab the biscuit tin as it's zooming round. There's plenty for everyone. Shuffle up for the lovely new listeners who have joined us perhaps a few episodes ago or are coming back after maybe missing a few, just catching up. Hi, good to see you again. Come and settle in. Hello. Hello. Hello to our lovely frequent listeners who listen to every episode and drop us a wave or a comment to let us know they've listened to it. That's also good. Welcome around the virtual campfire to Frithcast. Hello. I think I've said that already, but hello. It's fine. It's good. I am half your hosting team. My name is Susan Martin. I am a heathen with a head full of stuff. Occasionally, some of it is useful. And I am the other half of your hosting team.
0: My name is Kate. I am not a heathen. I'm more a sort of coffee-powered druid. Um, I have a head full of stuff too, but it's mostly Star Trek, so it doesn't really help. No, it's still good. Oh yeah, I mean there are times and places. It's still good. This is not those. well oh, I don't know. We'll get it in there somehow. You know,
1: and apparently quite a lot of it's Dune at the moment for some reason. Still good. You know, it's still all good, all good, all good fun. So lovely listeners welcome to episode 155. 155. 155.
0: 150 no it doesn't work.
1: Doesn't work. But it nearly does work because yeah, we've been a bit remiss. Have we? We have. We have been um Did we have to pay money. Word? No, we have oh, been God. lax and and we have been What's it? And found wanting.
0: Oh, we have been weighed. We have been measured. Yeah. And we have been found wanting. That's it. Yes. One of those. The what's his name yeah. from the, the 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 bad guy? Oh, what was his name? The character. I can't remember the character's name. But the prince. Yes. Was Mark Antony. He was. Yes. James Purifoy. Purif. I don't know how many syllables it's got. It's got pure, pure, and then foy. Yeah. Could be any number of syllables. Anyway, yes, him. But, no, I was going to say, can we be lackadaisical? I've always wanted to be lackadaisical.
1: We are lackadaisical, and we can be lackadaisical. You go ahead and be lackadaisical. Thank you. I will positively support you in all of your endeavours.
0: OK, well, that's very kind.
1: I appreciate
0: it. I'm not sure what sort of sound effect I'll have to put in for me being lackadaisical.
1: I don't know. We'll find a spring sound or something. Boing. Yeah. Boing. A sprong. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Something like that. One of those. Anyway, why have we been lax? Well, we've been lax because we've been talking about heathenry for hundred and fifty episodes. Yes. And there is one topic that we first did very, very early on. And as far as we both know, we have not covered since. I mean, there's a lot of them that are like that, but this one's kind of key. Bearing in mind, I can't remember what I had
0: for breakfast this morning. I can't remember what I had for lunch today. Oh. I just about remember my tea, but other than that... So, now I can't remember an awful lot about what
1: we've done and what we haven't done,
0: if I'm honest.
1: Well, we've done a whole lot of stuff. We did. Mm -hmm. But there are three kind of big aspects to modern heathenry. Okay. There are the gods. Indeed. We've done plenty of episodes on the gods. I know of, of them we have did you know we do god spotlights episodes we talk about the relationship with the divine we talk about all the kind of things we talk about the the animals that are associated with the gods and the toys that are associated with the gods and the pretty shiny things we've talked about the gods quite a bit i mean the Mar- there's still the- quite a lot to go but we've talked about them quite a bit the marvel cinematic universe we might have talked about that once or twice too yeah We've also talked about things like connections with ancestors. Yes. Community, family, looking at the connections we have with other humans. Yeah. Is probably a good broad way to put it. Mm-hmm. And we've done episodes on ancestors. Yes. And what we did way back at the beginning was we covered the tenets not necessarily tenets of faith, but the the three major legs cornerstones i don't know what you'd call them the three big bits of modern heathenry and there is one the one remaining of the three that we haven't covered an awful lot since episode 12. 12 that's quite a long time ago i know we were sort of sat here thinking you know what are we going to do the episodes on and we suddenly we thought oh we haven't done one of those for a while and then we look back and it really has been a while Mm. So, lovely listeners, we have been remiss. We got all excited about the Shinies and we kind of didn't quite finish exploring the land spirits. So I would like to spend today's episode exploring a little bit about our connections to them. Especially right now in the Northern Hemisphere, we are almost at the height of summer Mm. as this is being recorded. We are a few weeks off the summer solstice. So right now, everything it's doing its living best to live all over the place. Yep. And it's full of of energy, of greenness, of life, of vibrancy, and it is everywhere outside. There is a deal of bounce going on out there. There is a deal of bounce, Mm -hmm. and that's just the bees. But, you know, where... It seems an ideal time to go back to looking at land spirits. Yeah. Looking at our connection to the land. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to say in this episode, it was talking, you know, thinking about land spirits. Our connection to the land is literally the bedrock of heathenry. Mm. It is the base that everything else comes from. The heath. It is the heath of the heathenry. Because. The gods make Ymir, the giant, is split into pieces to make the lands before animals and humans are put into it. Yeah. The the land is something that the gods are walking, or a few of them are walking, before the rest of everything else comes into being. Mm. So they are right at the beginning, the spirits, the spirit of the land. And we talked in episode 12, which is a very long time ago. Indeed about this concept of uh, consciousness in the land of awareness in the land of interconnectedness with the land as human beings Hmm. how do we relate to the land we are not a superior species in the fact that we've learned to control the land and all it does we are interconnected into an ecosystem
0: yeah well i mean we don't we don't really control the land so much as like just hit it with sticks until it does what we want it to do temporarily yeah
1: yeah um, not not permanently usually no, <laughs> <laughs> you no it's, it's, so. it's very much it's very much a
0: case of we have to yeah we 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 are in the habit of thinking of ourselves as sort of masters of all we survey and so forth but we still have to abide by certain natural patterns and we have to we have to comply to some extent with the way that nature works
1: yes so you we know. are part of an interconnected ecosystem Mm. rather than somebody or a species that controls that ecosystem yeah we understand a lot more about nature about studying uh, about creating records of you know studying different types of fish whatever than perhaps the vikings did it in a different way they didn't necessarily do it in a worse way to us but they did it in a very different way to us they had a different focus on what was good to eat and when they, where and when they could find it. Yeah, we don't quite have the same focus, but we have, as a human race, a thirst for knowledge hmm. and a thirst to know and to understand. Uh, and so we have, you know, in the case of fish, marine biologists who will go out and make it their life's work to study. Yeah. So I was thinking a lot. At the, especially at the height of the year where we are at the moment when there's so much vibrancy and energy i can step out of the front door and see weeds pushing their way up through solid concrete yeah to oh to get yeah. out at the sun see tree ceilings between paving slabs i've always i've always loved
0: that it's like you just get this little i mean don't get me wrong it can it, the idea like wind that idea on and it can get quite scary I mean I remember those old um, TV shows that used to be about you know if, if like people would just disappear one day yeah. like what would cities look like a in a week's time or a month's time or a year's time a hundred years you.
1: time and yeah. a thousand and, years time and they and... were
0: quite eerie I've got yeah. to say but I do love I still I do love to occasionally come out and like you say you'll you'll just see something poking up through through that crack in the concrete or whatever and you just want to you just want to go go for it
1: Go for it, (laughs) you know. Well, for me at the moment, just before you know, few weeks off the summer solstice, Mm. a few weeks off the hottest and the longest, in theory, the hottest and longest time in the northern hemisphere. And there is so much life. Mm. There is so much that I can see and hear when I go out the door, and I take a few steps into grasslands, and I can see and hear insects and see flowers and seed pods doing their seed pod thing. Crickets, not crickets, grasshoppers. Grasshoppers, occasional grasshoppers, but like flies, insects, yep. bees, wasps, um, dandelions. Possibly crickets as
0: well. Just... I don't know the difference between a cricket and a grasshopper, if I'm either. honest.
1: I'm sure we've the, got the, some
0: They're similar sort of
1: yeah, and beasts. It's, it's, for me, this is the ideal time to look at making a connection with the land if you're not sure how to start because we started this podcast as a kind of a very simple how-to of making connections and understanding modern inclusive heathenry if you're not sure how to start making connections with the land Mm. then maybe just either growing something very small watering it watching it grow inside your house or your flat or your apartment Or just spending 10 minutes of time either to and from on a commute, if you can go through a piece of parkland or down the side of a a, a football field or a school field, playing field on the way to or from work, you can just alter your route a little bit, still get there on time, but just spend time being in those green spaces and noticing Mm. what is going on at this time of year for you. What kind of plants are you seeing or insects are you seeing? What evidence are you seeing of life, of growth? Or maybe if you're in the Southern Hemisphere and it's a completely different part of the cycle for you, what is going on for you right there and then? Yeah. And being present in that space is a really good way to start building up that awareness. Mm. And from there you start building up a sense of where you get drawn to in that landscape. Yeah. Is it that you are always drawn to a particular tree? Is it that you're drawn to a particular patch of flowers or a particular field, edge, or corner, Mm. a waterfall or a stream or a, a boulder? Just one little place that you feel, you know, even if you're just noticing it because it's more beautiful to you than all of the other things and it's just standing out because of that little bit of extra sparkle. Yeah. That to me is is a good way to start building up an awareness of where you feel drawn to in a landscape. Mm. What is it like to walk that landscape and say hello to that particular tree every morning for a week? Yeah. What is it like to just listen to the birdsong as you go down the edge of a school field and you see the trees beyond it mm. or listen to Um, insects droning through grassland Mm. or just being in uh, or close to a park if you're not able to do it on a commute then is there a way you can spend 10 minutes you know when you get home or in your free time or even if it's just once a week just having that time in a green space Mm. does your mental health huge amount of good it does just being out in nature and in that space for a little bit
0: and if it's not if it's not necessarily possible, you know, I mean, conscious of the fact that there are, there are people who who don't necessarily have easy access to those kinds of spaces, mm. um, you know, you will. There are so people who live in live in the cities and what have you. But, you know, anything that you can find, be it, a, a you know, whether it's a, a whole sort of civic park that's available for you as part of your, your sort of city environment, or even if it's something like, um, I don't know, sort of ornamental flower beds on the corner of a street or
1: hanging in a, in a
0: plaza or something oh, yeah. hanging basket a, 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 a tree the trees lining the road you know that that kind of thing yeah
1: um
0: anywhere where you can basically get a get a link to something through not even necessarily through the concrete you know something that is embedded in the earth mm, that's bringing that
1: connection up into your space
0: so in the end you know it's not it's not a case of um you know if you're if you're in a city you can't you can't experience that connection it's it's just it's just a different way of having i mean if you're you know if obviously if you're on a ship at sea you may have problems
1: slightly more tricky but you know even space rocket equally tricky. Space
0: rock, yeah, if you're listening to this on the International Space Station <gasps>
1: That'd be awesome! That would be kind of That'd awesome.
0: That'd be so cool! We'd be very chuffed if, <laughs> if yeah. somebody was listening to this on the International Space Station um, Yeah, then, yeah, okay, you might have a bit of a problem, but generally speaking, any anything where you can just connect to a living thing. Yeah. Or the living Earth.
1: <clears throat> yeah, the uh, plant, tree, yeah. little tiny... Flowering bush in the back garden somewhere, mm, mm. and even if it's something like a particular piece of rock that you keep getting drawn to, or you keep feeling that's the place, that's where I need to focus on. That's yep. where I'm getting coming to. That can be the start of a relationship with the land spirits in that area. Mm. So they're very much kind of spirits of fixed place, if you like. Okay. So they're just kind of existing in that locale in that space but for me there's also I don't know spirits of the seasons if you like you get different land spirits going to sleep and waking up in different seasons yeah because you get the spirits of the growing plants but you get you know the spirits of the cold spirits who are waking up when it comes time for the cold yeah so for me yes there are spirits there all year round but they might change slightly Mm. you might have a particular land spirit in a particular tree or waterfall or boulder that is stronger for you at certain times of year. Yeah. And certain times of day even, that you know, they're gonna measure time differently to the way we do for a start, but the season courts. Yeah, the season courts. Mm. So visiting a tree in summer is a very different experience to visiting that tree in the winter. Yeah and that tree in the autumn but again it can be an exercise in being present and noticing what is happening for that tree at that particular time in the year Mm. noticing when it starts just putting out those buds and you can just see those first neon green leaves starting to unfurl like little tiny green solar sails and then into the summer when you might get a massive amount of deeper green leaves, and you might start getting tree flowers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then into the autumn, when those leaves start curling and dying and dropping off, when are the first ones starting to drop?
0: Mm.
1: What point is that tree, would you consider that tree bare of leaves if it's a, a broadleaf? Yeah. And then through the cold, what is happening to that tree in that time? There are it's changes. Yeah, there are t- there it's are still up. changes to find in that in that weather. What happens to the bark? Mm. You know, what eats the bark? What lives in there in winter? And then you are back into the spring again. So for me, the land spirits almost have different qualities in different seasons, mm. and that kind of led me into a little while ago now thinking about what was it like before the seasons. And we've talked about theological reflection before and how it can bring in aspects of thought that you might not have thought of. yeah, And therefore kind of deepen faith understanding and deepen, in this case, connection and awareness to the the seasons, the land itself. So I'd kind of like to finish off today by reading that piece for you Mm. lovely, lovely listeners. So, settle in around the virtual campfire. Get yourself nice and comfy. Get a rug across your knees or round your shoulders, whichever is all good. There's plenty of rugs to go round. We've got a couple of cushions as well. You've just got to watch for the hedgehogs. That's all I'm going to say. Yep, yeah, they
0: don't make good cushions.
1: It's not your best choice. No. No. So, lovely listeners, just have a settle in and see what you think to this. And this was a short piece that I kind of wrote after reflecting on the season's change, the spirits of the season, the spirits of the land. And it's very much something that's been on my mind recently. So I thought this would be a really good time to share it. And this is called How the Lady of Leaves Came to Be. Long ago, when the world was young, there were no seasons and all happened together. The cold snows dominated all of the cycle from growing to harvest, and the new race of men was bewildered. The shamans prayed and chanted out to the earth and asked for her help in creating order. The earth decided that the shamans were right to ask, and to everything there should be a fair and proper place. To each new quarter of the great circle, for there was to be a time for planting, growing, harvest and dying. She created a ruler to guide and guard in harmony, a balance for each part of the great wheel. As there was always snow and ice, the earth took some and shaped it together to form an old man. The earth moulded and pressed into an intricate pattern until the shape was right. The earth put into him the red and the white the edge of the fire, the gnawing hunger, an epic tale told in smoky halls, the high winds, northern lights and deep ice. The earth gave two great snowflakes for his eyes and set him with a great crown of holly and pine cones. The earth breathed him to life and to the holly king she charged dominion over dying and deep snows and was pleased. The earth showed the shamans of men what she had made, and they were happy. The great cycle was begun, but not yet completed. For the time of planting, the earth wove a young lady, for there is balance in all things. The earth gathered up the first delicate green leaves and flowers and began to work. The earth wove green shoots and buds in and out of each other into an intricate pattern until the shape was right. The earth put into her the first furrows, gentle rains, tadpoles, pale greens, yellows and purples, blossom of the cherry and apple, painted eggs and lilting birdsong. The earth gave two small daffodil buds for her eyes and set her with a coronet of early primrose and snowdrops. The earth breathed her to life, and to the Lady of Flowers she charged dominion over planting, and was pleased. The earth showed the shamans of men what she had made, and they were happy. The great cycle was half complete, but not yet finished. For the time of the growing, the earth took a great piece of oak and carved a mighty man of the forest. The earth carved and chipped and cut into an intricate pattern until the shape was right. The earth put into him warm nights, lazy dragonflies, soft fruits full and ripe, rich greens and summer flowers, deep blue skies and outdoor feasting. The earth set two green acorns for his eyes and gave him a crown of oak leaves. The earth breathed him to life, and to the oak king she charged dominion over growing and was pleased. The earth showed the shamans of men what she had made, and they were happy. The great cycle was almost complete, but not yet finished. For the time of the harvest, the earth stitched a mellow lady, for there is balance in all things. The earth gathered up a pile of fallen leaves and began to work. The earth quilted and sewed and embroidered into an intricate pattern until the shape was right. With a thread of lazy sunlight and a needle made from frosty mornings and the crunch of dry leaves, into the last, the earth put blackberries and crab apples, shades of orange, yellow and brown, ripe corn, the squeak of a harvest mouse, the great pumpkins and rich crackling fires. The earth set two rose hips for her eyes and gave her a coronet made from brambles and corn ears. The earth breathed her to life, and to the Lady of Leaves she charged dominion over harvests, and was pleased. The earth showed the shamans of men what she had made, and they were happy. The great cycle was complete. The earth told the shamans of men that it was done, and from then on all knew that everything had a proper place and time. The earth told shamans of men to watch for the turn of the wheel and to mark the coming and going of each king and lady with ritual and celebration. And the shamans of men laughed with joy and gave their promises gladly. They drummed their thanks and gave praise to the earth and would celebrate the balance of the great cycle to the end of their long days. Lovely listeners. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode. If you would like to find us online, come and talk to us about what we've been talking about in this episode. Let us know what you think. Let us know what connections you have with land spirits around your local area. If you want to find me, my name is Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook under that name. You can also find me on Twitter and on my blog at Githa in Jeans. And if you want to find me for any reason, um, I'm Kate Coldwind on
0: Facebook. Um, And if you're there, you can do a search for our uh, page that we have. If you just look on uh, Facebook for Frithcast Pod, that will take you to our our group there. And you'll find a link to our Discord server, our virtual virtual campfire. Yeah, come and join us there as well. That's kind of cool. Very happy to see you if you wanted to come along and uh, chat to us and uh, some of our friends on Discord. Yeah.
1: Come along, say hi, let us know what you think. Lovely listeners, we will talk to you all next time for episode 156 and a very special topic that I am very much looking forward to discussing. Ooh. I know, right? Ooh. I know. Ah. Lovely listeners, we'll talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.